The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 11th already. Don't forget Valentine's Day isn't too far away, and you better get her something really nice. We have got a great Buy show. Buy a boat. Yeah, get her two boats, as a matter of fact, one for drifting and one for everything else. We've got a great show for you today. We've got them stacked up. We're going to kick it off in just a minute with Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. He's out looking for... No, he's not. He's out playing on his new boat this morning, but he's been out talking sturgeon with a lot of his captains. We're going to discuss a lot of information about those this week on the show. And we've also got Ricky Acosta live in the studio this morning from Feeding Frenzy Guide Service. New guy in here checking him out for our team, and it looks like he's going to work out pretty darn good. Recommended by Alan Fong, Jay Lopes, James Netzel. If he gets that kind of reference, I guess we ought to give him a shot. I'm not so sure of that. Well, we'll find out. Really? He's, he's got a good smile so far. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy, but his, his reference list is a little little jaded. Yeah, well, what the hell. Just the guys that happen to know him, like Captain Steve Mitchell. He was out with him the other day, too. Hooked Up Sport Fishing is going to join us live on the water. He's fishing the big Super Bowl Sturgeon Derby out there today. And, of course, Alan Fong from Alan Fong Outdoors. The Rodfather hooks up with us. He's going to be talking about continued improving conditions and what you can expect out there and a whole lot more. You know, last week I kind of teased you with uh, there's going to be something coming out on salmon on Wednesday. I didn't know for sure what it was, but we got a big surprise that uh, ain't great news, ain't bad news. Hopefully things will be working out. We'll talk about what's going on with our salmon season with some of the most knowledgeable people out there, including James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, as well as the Golden State Salmon Association's Mike Ogme. He'll have some info for us, too. Steve Carson hooks up with us some great tuna stuff from down south. Nate Kelsch has been fishing Comanche all week, and it has been to the wall. He has been having a great time up there trout all day long for his clients and randy pringle the fishing instructor is coming to join us with delta bassing a little more advanced than the basics this week and of course the editor of western outdoor news mr dave hurley hooks up with us and gives us some more great angling opportunities so let's go out to the delta now that i figured out which button to push and let's hook up with the man himself from right hook sport fishing captain jay lopes good morning captain Good morning, Seth. Good morning. Well, you're going to be working on the boat again today because you're going out starting Monday in that new one, aren't you? Oh, I don't know if we'll be fishing the new boat exactly, (laughs) but it'll be probably the following week, but we'll be back to work on Monday, that's for sure. A lot of little stuff that needs attention, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Actually, Ricky's been helping me the last couple days down there on the boat. We we mounted a brand-new anchor winch. We uh, prepped some, um, some areas to be painted. Um, we're making progress, and uh, we're just maybe a few days of work off, and then we'll start fishing that, that baby. Well, Jade, last I have week. so many directions I could go with Anchor Winch. I think no, we'll just no, let that no, lie. We'll let it's that Valentine's lie. Day week. Yeah. Was, <laughs> hey, Jay, the uh, sturgeon action out there has been obviously nothing short but phenomenal, and 
the department's been paying a lot of attention. The Department of Fish and Wildlife's been paying a lot of attention to it. So have the anglers, but so have the captains. I'd like you to share with our listeners what uh, happened this week and uh, what kind of discussions were going on. Tell our listeners what's happening. Yeah, so this is actually something that came about right around the ISE show uh, time. And uh, we we always had an idea that there would be maybe some change in the sturgeon industry and uh, with the fishing, but we weren't expecting it right now. And um, so something came about, and uh, it got brought up at a fishing game meeting, and it, and it got brought to their attention that maybe something needs to change. And so a group of us are working together um, to collect uh, real-time data um, so to tell the department that there's more fish out there than they really think there is. Just because people don't turn in their report cards doesn't mean there's no fish out there. And that's what it comes down to. No one's turning in their report cards, so people get to turn in your report cards whether you catch them or not. But we're collecting data. There's uh, nine charter boat captains, and uh, including myself. Well, let's uh, list we them. Let's to... go right down the list. Who are they? It's um, uh, myself, Ricky Acosta, Joey Gamez, Hayden Mullins, um, Mike Fontanella from Benurot Sport Fishing, Steve Mitchell, uh, Steve Nicholas from Delta Fishing, uh, John Badger from Barbarian Sport Fishing. Um, I might be missing maybe one. We get uh, the, Kyle Dreyer. We get the idea. Top professional guides out there that all kind of communicate and hang together. Yes, exactly. And uh, we actually put all differences aside. I mean, not everyone always agrees on everything, but we're working together right now and uh, trying to get the real-time data, which we, we're working with James Stone. He's a big part of this program, along with James Smith. He's helping us as well. Um, and they're keeping us uh, on our toes and telling us what we need to do. And so this is a cool opportunity for customers, too, to get out and help uh, with the fishery. So every fish you guys catch on one of our boats is going to be real-time data, whether it's a shaker, whether it's a, a slot fish that's been harvested. Um, if you decide to keep it, it's not a big deal. If you throw it back, that's even better. Um, but it's nothing changes there. We're trying to collect the data to see what kind of future we do have and see what kind of fish are out there. And, and be honest with you, no one's really got started fishing. Everyone seems to be getting out once or twice a week um, since we started this. And, uh, you know, usually after Super Bowl Derby, everyone starts fishing full-time again. But I think we're already up to 134 sturgeon landed. So it, without any, you know, without the right conditions, yeah, the water temp's still on the cooler side. Not a lot of bites. They're going to loosen up here in the in the coming weeks, and we're going to be catching a ton of fish. And uh, we're going to uh, collect enough data here so we have a, a fight at the uh, May and uh, June meetings that are going to be in Sacramento. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, solid information is what everybody needs. The department, you know, passed the Sturgeon Report Card a few years back. And everybody's supposed to have the cards resubmitted by January 31st. You can mail it in. You can go on the Internet and record the information, report the whole thing online. But you're not doing it, folks. And it's really easy just to say, oh, screw it. But they need this information. Otherwise, you may see some very drastic things done to fisheries. And that's why these captains are all pulling together because they want to maintain this fishery. They want it to be a long-term thing. But they don't want to see the department or somebody come in and say, hey, we're going to shut it down for a couple of years here and let it recover. That isn't the game. They're showing that they're willing to go out and get the information that the rules and regulations around the Sturgeon Report Card are not getting, either due to lack of enforcement or just lack of attention to it. One way or another, we need to get the reports in from everybody out there. But for these captains to sit there... And they're going to be real-timing it on their telephones, going right into a computer, putting that information into a database on the spot, aren't they, Jay? 
Yes. Yeah, so how that app works is uh, we catch a fish. It's automatically linked to your GPS on your phone. So we're tracking uh, where the fish, where we're catching the fish. So we will see a trend on the migration of the sturgeon, how we move along with them, how we follow them around, and how they move around. And what time and you catch the them. Length, and exactly what time and, and the length of the fish. And um, all that's recorded, and um, that's going to be very valuable information so we can see exactly what kind of year classes of fish we have out there. If any of you folks are out there and you have sturgeon report cards, and whether you caught a sturgeon or not, they need to know that information. They need to know you got zero based on so many hours of fishing. You won't get penalized if you send it in after January 31st, which is behind us already. Please look through there, find your report cards, report what your information was to the department so that we can get more and more accurate information so the right direction for correction, if need be, happens. And that's what these captains are so concerned about. And I was thrilled that nobody told them to get together. You guys just kind of started talking and pulled together, didn't you? Yeah, no, it all started with myself and Joey Gamez just getting together. Let's go fishing. We both had the day off. And I was like, what about these guys? And then he's like, what about this? And we all of a sudden, we got everyone on a group chat and we got everyone together. And, man, did we have some laughs and we caught some fish. And it was just a great time to uh, to get together and join everyone and, and stay focused on what we're really there to do is, you know, to the, the be there together, but also catch as many of these things as we can in the next couple months and have our head down and, you know, just focus and uh, get some valuable, valuable data here. Well, it's exactly what we need. And, folks, if you don't if you don't hear this, we are begging you to send in your information and to make sure if whoever you go fishing with sends in, if you're out with a guide, sends in the information too. This is paramount for maintaining these fisheries in California, and I can't emphasize that enough. You don't want – I was going to say something, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. You don't want – things to happen to sturgeon that could happen to salmon this year or next year. So please. No, that'd be horrible. <laughs> yes, it would. Cooperate. <laughs> fill out your sturgeon report cards now. Send them in. They're not going to come after you if you're late. They're going to be thanking God you sent it in. That's the whole idea. Jay, the action's great. You know the action's going to get better. We're about three or four days past a full moon right now. My guess in about a week and a half to two weeks, things are going to start busting. We got four or five days of good sunshine weather this week. A couple of clouds coming in. Decent temperatures. You know it's going to happen, don't you? Oh, my goodness. It's, it is going to happen. There are so many sturgeon around, and they're not biting heavy right now. They haven't been heavy in, a, in about a month. But we are catching fish every single trip. We're marking tons of sturgeon. Everywhere we went the other day, we marked sturgeon. Um, they're just not ready. They're a little elevated. Water temp's still not right. I just checked the temperatures this morning on my phone. I saw 49-degree water temps already this morning. So that means that's going to be over 50 degrees by the end of the day today. And so the tides are going to start building this coming week. We have Super Bowl Derby. There's going to be a ton of boat traffic out in the water this weekend. And I guarantee you by, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, there will be some scores popping up. And then from here on out, we'll be into our springtime fishing and we're going to be getting those, you know, 10, 15 fish days. It's going to be coming. We already know it. And um, it, it's time. Everything's starting to shape up. The water's dark. If we get some warm days, it's going to warm up really fast. And it's going to get these fish on the heavy chomp because they haven't been feeding and they are going to be hungry. Well, let's. So, you got that yeah. new boat ready to get into the water here. It'll be ready to go in about a week, folks. A bigger platform, a lot more space on board. Jay, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out there and have a great day on the water and learn more about sturgeon fishing from one of the best. Yes, give us a call, area code 916-417-5670. 
and on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Check out the Facebook page. And, guys, book a trip. That's going to help us all out, too, collecting data. So book a trip with your favorite charter boat captain. Collect this data and get out and be a part of, you know, what's, what could happen in the future. So be a part of it and uh, get out in the water. Well, I want to thank you and the captains for getting together, doing it on your own, not being, you know, forced to do it by anybody like me or others that would want you to do it. And we really appreciate the desire and the and the actions that you guys are taking already to make sure that our fishery is maintained. Thanks for all you do, and thanks for sharing the information with our listeners. It's always appreciated, my friend. Right on. Thank you, Seb. Cap- Captain Jay Lopes, Right Hook Sport Fishing. What a great guy. Good opportunity for you to get out there on the water. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, there's a lot more coming your way. I don't know what Brown's going to talk about. He's got to talk about bass, about something. Right after this. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car deal and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small-town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford com or call toll free at 877-463-5436 why would you buy any place else kingfisher boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness ride comfort and great fishability and gone fishing marine and dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters featuring the full line of kingfisher boats 
The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Godfish and Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, you heard us talking a little bit about uh, sturgeon fishing so far. You know, last weekend we were talking to several of the guides out on the water, Zach and uh, Steve Mitchell and others that are out uh, fishing the Diamond Classic Catch and Release Derby last weekend. And uh, Zach at Gatecrashers uh, had the luck of the derby. First place in the adult division and first place in the junior division. So they ended up lucking out. Only about 11 sturgeon were brought to the boat during that tournament, and I'm glad of that. But they were all released anyway. But they had the opportunity out there to get into these. Then you end up winning in the drawing. But this these this group of guys went out with Gay Crashers Fishing Adventures and had an absolutely great time. The interesting thing is the adult division was won by a 16-year-old kid that had just bought his license and it was his first sturgeon ever. And the other one was a real young kid with his first fish ever. So it's a great opportunity to share it in the outdoors and to have a good time out there. So congratulations to Gate Crashers Fishing, and more importantly, congratulations to those new sturgeon anglers out there. And for letting their fish go, it's always appreciated, as you well know. Well, you know, there's a lot going on out there in the bass world, and Kent Brown was talking about it on Ultimate Bass this morning. My I God, needed another hour. It's not going to happen, my oh, friend. Oh, my but gosh, there's so much going on. Last week we talked briefly about Clear Lake, but there's some pigs in that lake right no, now. No, Clear Lake's been really good, and, and uh, you know, that six foot of water that, uh, that uh, blessed Clear Lake this year has really brought it back to... You know what we know is Clear Lake Sap, and, and it's it's uh, it's fishing well. Um, it, you know, a lot of the lakes are fishing really well. We're going to find out um, now tomorrow. Uh, the Vista del Lago High School Open is at uh, Folsom Lake Marina, so Browser Ravine. So there'll be a, a bunch of high school teams on Folsom. But next week, uh, the top thirty pros from the Wild West Bass Trail Apex Cup will be fishing their championship at Folsom. Uh, so that's going to be kind of cool to get an opportunity to uh, see some of the guys. A lot of guys coming from throughout the West. What's that other thing coming for the younger kids? Uh, one of the pros is coming out here to do something out there, too, uh, at Folsom. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, Cast, and we'll be talking about that with our old buddy Jay Yellis. Yes. Jay runs uh, Cast for Kids. John Hineke's doing that, uh, and I believe that's coming up in April uh, around the 1st. So uh, we'll be covering that with Jay a little bit. And uh, There should be a lot of youngsters go out there and just well, listen to that man. Well, it is, and, and the cool part about Cast is it's uh, it is it is actually a program that gets um, you know, challenged kids on the water and, and let them experience the fishing uh, with the parent or guardian, and it's a really cool uh, deal. But uh, uh, Cast for Kids, and Jay has been involved with that for a long time and a, and a dear friend, so we always try to help out with that. But so much happening, man. I mean, uh, across the country, a lot of our fishermen have uh, made the trek. You know, we all met Bryant Smith at the ISE show, and uh, he loaded up the truck in Roseville the first part of the week and drove it to Lake Okeechobee. Well, I wondered why he Florida. wasn't here today. He's been here the last three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. Headed to Lake Okeechobee in Florida. He uh, texted me last night. He had uh, he had gotten to Lake Okeechobee after a brief stop at a Chevy dealer in Texas, but uh, you know I, I keep telling him those buy to- a Ford, those Toyotas will get you right by those Chevy dealers every time, buddy. But uh, but you know it's uh, it's cool to uh, to get to watch them. The Bassmaster Elite Series next week, 
uh, Bass Pro Tour. Everybody enjoys watching those on, uh, you know, on on the live coverage and and while you're supposed to be working. I don't know how you can spend any time watching anything live. You've been running your butt off lately, and it hasn't been. ended yet. No, man, we'll be at San Diego Boat Show next week, and it's a it's it's not a new show. It's you know Bart Hall's putting that one on, uh, and that's going to be a fun one, Sep. And uh, and for, you know if you're a big boat show fan, uh, we're also going to be uh, in Sacramento March 9th through the 12th. Uh, for the big uh, Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition. They've kind of combined two shows. And Kent's uh, one of the biggest boat show fans around right I now. He seems boat, to want to go to every show. I, you know, and, and honestly, I think uh, I think the week before that, Sep, I'm going to spend a day in our old, where you and I met about 40 years ago. I think I'm going to spend a day at the Anderson Show. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be up there hanging out. So so much going on, man. We've got uh, we've got. I'm messing with Mike Graver uh, online too. He's, I haven't had a chance to read it. I saw. Wow, his he's got his little up. tackle boxes laid out on the table, and he's he's prepping for his prepping bass tackle. Do they have doing Snoopy? Do they have Snoopy? No, on you know Mike's a newfound bass fisherman. Seth. He said he's doing he's doing tackle prep, and so I just happened to send him a picture of the pegboard in my garage and told him that's not tackle prep. This is tackle prep. So, Well, if you'd like to run down Kent Brown, you can bet he's going to be at the Sacramento Boat Show March 9th through 12th at I Cal Expo. In the Gone Fisher Marine booth uh, hanging out. I think CNC, one of our other White River dealers, has and a booth I there too. So, just want yeah. him to know that you're not just polishing boats. Tell him what your real job well, is. My real job is I'm the, I am the, uh, the regional sales manager for White River Marine, which is all 14 of the brands that uh, every Bass, uh, Bass boat, Pro Shops owns. Couple. And, yeah. All of our independent dealers. So that's what we do uh, when when we're not in here screwing off with you on Saturdays. I should actually be uh, I should actually be getting the bottom of a Ranger five twenty R wet today is what I should be doing. Well, but when I'm you said you're you. Uh, you were lucky that or I was lucky you answered the phone, I thought you were on Clear Lake already. This no, week. no, but you know what? I I you know I'm kind of on the fence. I may hook up and head to Clear Lake for tomorrow and and and. Maybe Monday. Three, I don't know or, three or four days yeah. of no, bright just, sunshine yeah, coming in a row. Sixty degrees. They're going to be biting, man. And, and I, you know, the one thing I should, the one thing I like to do on Super Bowl Sunday is go fishing. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'll be doing too. Because I quit watching football when there, they quit playing the national uh, anthem. There you go. So yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be doing that. And and uh, there's just there's so much going on, man. Fishing is so good. Big tournament at Lake Oroville today. The only place, and I can't wait to talk to Randy about it. Last weekend, they had a tournament on the Cal Delta set, five pounds one. Total? Total. I mean, it wasn't a big tournament, and there weren't a lot of boats, but there were some good fishermen in it. Like Kenny Ma had two fish. Jeez. Yeah. I well, mean, it's about to bust loose. Yes, Everybody's telling me, Fong was, was telling me it's just two weeks max and it's going to blow up. I remember in the old sports show season, Seth, we'd be, you know, we'd be doing all the shows, and the first week of March was always San Mateo. And we'd always be at San Mateo, and the phones would start buzzing. Did you hear what happened at the Delta today? And, it, you know, the wheels fell off, and the big bag started coming in. So they, just a couple weeks. Alan's away. saying it's just going to turn on, and it's just going to stay on. When it does, it's going to be fun. You better learn what a vibrating jig is and something to flip in the toolies. It's going to be fun. I reckon. Well, let's uh, introduce you to somebody new here in the studio today. We're going to go live to him right now with Feeding Frenzy Guide Service. Our good friend, our new friend, Ricky Acosta, joins us live right now. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Seth. Thanks for having me. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about Feeding Frenzy Sport Fishing. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing this this start of my sixth season here. Uh, we fish for sturgeon, striped bass, halibut, and uh, salmon. So Feather River, Sacramento River, California Delta, San Francisco Bay, and the ocean. Well, Stripers is coming up here pretty soon. Action's already picking up out there. A lot of guys are starting to experience some pretty decent bites and spots. What kind of techniques are you going to be using when you target Stripers? 
Yeah, so typically on uh, on our charters, we do a lot of trolling, drift live bait, and uh, depending on the group I have or the uh, the water conditions, we'll uh, we'll cast some some top water, some swim baits. So a lot of different variety. You do any jigging and stuff like that? Uh, we'll do a little bit of spooning, uh, not not a, a crazy amount, but uh, we, we'll offer. We always have all our tackle on the boat, different rods ready to go, depending on the conditions. You go out there and get any loans for the from the bank to buy uh, mud suckers or whatever for four dollars a pop? Yeah, they're uh, they're pricey. Uh, they're definitely pricey, but uh, you, you have to buy what you you need for the day um if if you need mud suckers you're gonna have to bite the bullet for sure but uh if you can get them trolling or throwing some uh, some plastics then you're gonna save some money and uh still have a, a heck of a day out there well the nice thing about trolling and throwing plastics is it helps you find them too where the schools might be hanging out and once you find them you're in pretty good shape tossing artificials out there you don't have to throw bait once you at least have a good idea where they're hiding correct correct and you're gonna get Get a couple different uses out of that that bait, depending on on what you're throwing. As long as you don't snag it or the fish doesn't bite the tail off of it, you can uh, keep using it. What kind of boat you got? What kind of equipment on it? And uh, where are you launching out of? So uh, the the jet boat I fish out of for for striped bass is a 23 foot Willie jet boat. It has a 250 Mercury tiller on the back of it, and uh, I'm going to launch anywhere from uh, the Rio Vista area, say Brandon Island, Sandy Beach, and way up river as the fish begin to uh, migrate to spawn so could end anywhere upwards to Calusa on the Sacramento Teasdale area and uh, Yuba City on the Feather River. And how about uh, sturgeon fishing you're just uh, using the same boat out there for sturgeon or are you dropping the pick and sitting on it or are you out hunting all the time? So uh, the sturgeon fishing I fish out of a 29 foot Seahawk it's a full fully enclosed fiberglass boat uh, we're running out of Pittsburgh Marina. Sounds warm, Kent. We and, might be uh, interested in that one. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. We'll, fully enclosed. <laughs> we'll turn the heater on in the morning for you guys, no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, we're definitely taking our time scanning around, making sure we're uh, dropping the anchor where it's going to count. So uh, some some people spend a little bit more time than others, and that's kind of the difference between having a good day and going out and just sitting on on the delta. You know, you have to make sure you find the right group of fish in order to uh, get them to bite primary baits that you're going to be pulling out there or using uh salmon eggs so roe eel we'll throw a little bit of shrimp every now and then but but pretty much this time of year we're uh we're casting salmon eggs and eel well let's give them all the information they need to get a hold of you to find out more information or just find out where they ought to be fishing on their own if they get out there give them all the hookup information they need yeah so you can give me a call feeding frenzy sport fishing phone number is 916-214-5074 and uh, on the web, www.feedingfrenziesportfishing.com. Well, I'd like to welcome you to the California Sportsman team. He's a new guy, highly recommended by Netzel, Alan Fong, and Jay Lopes. I don't know why we did it with Jay Lopes. <clears throat> I don't either, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I have a little more interest in uh, when you said Calusa. I want to do that. I That, I think, sounds like fun. I know there's some giants that get up there. And, oh, baby, there's yeah. some giants that yeah, get yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to do that Calusa deal. That That would be fun. I know how to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be so bad. Hook them up. Give them that phone number and website. 916-214-5074 and then www.feedingfrenziesportfishing.com, Facebook and Instagram as well. You can tell he's a rookie. Wow. www. Well, we got to get him over that. Feedingfrenzy.com. Don't worry about the W's along the way. You'll get there. Well, you know what? We've had that knucklehead from Bucks Outboards that thought there were only two W's for a couple of years. So. Aren't there? <laughs>
<laughs> Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. We'll be right back after this quick break. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, I've got a couple of more great tips for you RVers out there. Whether you're first-timers or long-termers or doing it full-time on the road, here's a couple of tips that'll reduce the stress and that sinking feeling you get every now and then when you think, oh, no. Well, here's number one. Don't turn onto a road you cannot turn around on. Well, how in the world do you do that if you can't see the whole road? Don't trust what you see on your GPS. You know it's turned you wrong directions before, and you know it's done you wrong in the past. Zoom in on your sighting, on your settings and make sure you can see all the little roads along the way that might help you turn around or back up. Know where you're going and don't go places down roads that you are skeptical of. Stop your vehicle, get out, 
walk down it and make sure you can get out. Don't get trapped down there like so many fifth wheel guys have done and be towed out at great expense. Number two, kind of goes along the same lines. Don't press your luck when you need gas or diesel. Every time I've run out of gas, I ran out of gas in our motorhome towing a boat and I coasted, coasted right to the pump. I was lucky, but I had procrastinated. I put it off. I passed other places. Oh, it's not easy. Oh, it looks too tough to get in and out of with a rig. You know what? When you need gas, stop and get your gas or diesel fuel. And there's a great application for your smartphones or your iPhones. It's called Gas Buddy. It lets you know what the price is for gas in all the areas, identifies the least expensive, the most expensive, how extensive the service is that they have there, and it gives you pricing and maps and exact locations. It'll even talk you right to the gas station. That helps you a great deal because the stress that you have when you think I'm riding on fumes in the middle of nowhere is not worth it. Get the application Gas Buddy. Check the prices of gas before you pull into the station and make sure you can get in and out when you do head there. One last thing, don't ignore small problems with your RV. Had a little weather stripping come out on one of my first RVs, a Class A Marilyn and I had. And that weather stripping, oh, it just popped out about a half inch. It'll be fine. Well, we arrived in Portland, Oregon with about eight feet of weather stripping dangling through the air behind the motorhome. It looked like idiots. So take care of those little problems when a little dab of glue or Gorilla Glue or maybe even silicone would have stopped it from being a problem. I had to take it in and have the whole insulation weather stripping replaced. And here's a tip that I'm getting calls on every week, emails or text messages. If you're moving slower than the speed of traffic, pull over and let the cars and everybody go by. Even if you're moving the speed of traffic and they're pressuring you wanting to go by, move over anyway. Show them the courtesy and that you have the knowledge to pull over and give them the courtesy to pass if they wish. That's what it's all about. You're out there wanting to have fun, not create stress and play road sheriff saying, I'm doing 55, they can stay behind me. No, just pull over. Let the, I'll let you fill in the blank there, go by you, whether they're speeders or in a hurry or maybe they're just more important than the rest of us. But don't let it wind you up and don't let it affect your weekend away. Eliminate those sinking feelings and the stress that come with not being ready and not sure in where you're going. Take care and get out there on the road and have some fun. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca!
And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Let's not waste any time. Let's go live on the water right now and climb on board Hooked Up Sport Fishing with Captain Steve Mitchell. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Well, Steve, you're out fishing the Super Bowl Derby today, this big sturgeon derby they have every year out there. How are things stacking up for the day, and how busy is it going to be on the water? Oh, man, you already know this is one of the biggest derbies of the year. It always seemed, seemed to be about a good 500 guys off in it, you know, 500 boats anyway. So you can imagine how many guys are on uh, each boat in particular. But, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of guys interested in sturgeon fishing and a lot of great action. Last week's event only turned up, the uh, classic derby that they had out there, only turned up about 11 keeper sturgeon, and that was a catch-and-release derby. Uh, what do you think the uh, results are going to be this year? I know it's a wild guess, but uh, are, is there going to be a good bite based on conditions out there, or do you think it's going to be a little tough? Well, Sep, you know what? I'll tell you what. This morning, it probably won't be too much anything during the daytime going on. Because of the uh, because of the small tides, and I think our tides where we're going to get that action at is going to be tonight, um, and I think that's when all the fireworks is going to begin. I think we're going to stack up, load up real tough, and uh, I think you guys will see a better result this time. That's for sure. Well, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, especially with the weather and the conditions really improving. How's the condition of the water? What's the clarity like where you're going to be fishing today, and all the crap in the water that likes well, to attach it's, itself to your line no real clarity man it's it's a muddy sanctuary just the way sturgeon love it you know real real muddy looking you know it's all painted and everything but the main thing that we're uh, all posted up like uh, none of us left the harbor just yet because it's still dark out but the only reason that is is because there's been so many logs in the water here lately and a lot of them been really submerged to the point that you really can't see them. So guys is just trying to not, you know, have a game share and run into one of those things out there. So we're just trying to wait for a little bit of daylight crack, and then we'll all, you know, blast off and get to our spots and everything. Better well, be safe than sorry. Yeah, you know, you you captains that are experienced know this, but there's a lot of people that this is could be one of the only days of the year that they go out there and fish and go racing out in some small aluminum boat, hit one of those logs, and... Wish they had won one of our life jackets from the California Department of Boating and Waterways. You know, folks, anytime you go out in conditions like you're experiencing in the Delta, you need to be wearing that life jacket. It's a very important thing, especially if you're in a smaller boat. It's just an essential thing out there with the hazards that are out there. How about the grass and all the plants and everything? Are you getting a lot of stuff on lines now, too, or is it clear? So, you know what, to be honest with you, Seth, it seemed to be clearing up a little bit with the grass. We did, we did run into a little bit of it in Honker Bay, and I think we ran into a little bit of it around Port Chicago area. But for the most part, like fishing down by the, the Benicia Bridge, uh, behind the Mothball Fleet, uh, which is the, the Horseshoe area, it's been pretty clear, and it's been, you know, looking pretty good as far as... Uh, the amount of fish that's around. To be honest with you, there's fish everywhere right now, Sep. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it just, you know, really take off. And today could be the day. The water temp's been warming up. It, it was like 46, but now we're all the way up to like uh, 50, 51. And, you know, ideal temperatures for sturgeon fishing is 52 degrees. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it cracked wide open today. Well, it wouldn't surprise me either because everything's looking absolutely gorgeous out there right now. 
the, the saltwater encroachment from the bay and the ocean has obviously been backed up a little bit into the bay. Things are going to be changing. The brackish water won't be near as salty along Martinez and out towards the uh, mothball fleet and up into Pittsburgh as it has been, especially with these outflows going on. Is it going to ch- change the way you fish just because of the fresh water, the amount of fresh water coming down the system? Uh, not really, not really. Um, it, it changes the way we end up curing the bait a little bit, you know, but for the most part, uh, I don't think it's going to change anything. I think it's just going to be even that much better right now. You know, now that the fish have got acclimated to the fresh water and the water temps is coming up, I think those fish are going to make that adjustment. And it's going to, like I said, I think we're going to have a good second half of the sturgeon season all the way up until April. I guarantee you it's going to crack wide open, Seth. Well, that's great news. Well, you were one of the seven captains out on that trip the other day, all talking sturgeon and basically uh, becoming blood brothers that you're all going to be submitting the information to the Department of Fish and Wildlife. What did you think of the meeting? Was it beneficial? Oh, absolutely, man. And, I mean, it's working out really good, what we're doing right now. Uh, we've we've already uh, logged over 100 and some fish already, and we just got started, and the, the fishing hasn't really even taken off yet just yet. So we know we'll get our mark, in which our goal is about 500. And uh, we think we could have that done within less than a month with all of us, the way we fish and the number of fish that we release. Uh, it's absolutely good going on right now, as far as I'm concerned. And I just think it's going to get better, you know. So, well, yeah, the meeting went well, Seth. That's great to hear. And I'm glad you guys took the initiative, did it on your own, and uh, agreed to give the, all the information you possibly can to the department so they can better monitor the populations and what's going on with those sturgeon out there well steve good luck to you out at the super bowl sturgeon derby today give them all the hookup information so they can get more info and get out there on the water with you to do the same thing you're doing today having a great time on the water absolutely well guys i definitely can be reached at 707-655-6736 or you can find me on social media which is facebook hooked up sport fishing sf charters or either on Instagram as Hooked Up Sport Fishing, or just Google my name or something, as you would say, Seth. You, you just punch in <laughs> Captain Steve Mitchell or anything having to do with Hooked Up Sport Fishing, and you're going to get to his sites, folks. Steve, have a great day out there. Good luck to you and your clients for the day, and we appreciate you sharing the info with us. Take care. All right, Seth. You guys have a good one. Take care. Count on it. Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing out there fishing the Super Bowl Derby. Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that can only mean one thing. The man himself, the Rodfather, Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors, joins us live. Good morning, Al. Morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you today? Barry Essa, you took off up there on Wednesday without me, huh? Yeah, I went to uh, Barry Essa on Wednesday. You know, just grafting around looking, and, you know, I went over by the dam, and still all the fish are 60 to 80 feet down. Yeah, with all you the know, bait fish mixed in with them, too. Yep. Yeah, you know, I uh, saw one guy trolling, but I didn't see him hook up. But I caught a lot of bass, and, you know, the water temperature in the morning was 52. It was foggy, and I was catching them fish anywhere from 30 down to 60 feet. So they're, pre- you know, and they're pretty spread out. Um, you know, they're pretty concentrated on the steep drops, steep bluffs, and, um, 
you know, the water got 54 degrees. You figure those green ones would be right on the bank, but they're not. Not where I was. Yeah, so well, I, was catching. I watched I watched your video uh, that you just came out with, and you mentioned in there that you had to use your electronics to really find these fish. Oh, yeah. You know, I would see them. I grabbed over on 2D first, stopped, put the live on. I'd actually see them. I pulled up on this one corner, saw one in about 40 feet, and put the live on, saw it, and caught it. It was about four pound spot. It's you know the electronics now. That thing has really changed me, changed my fishing because I can see. I'm not wasting time. But Tuesday I went to the Delta. I never got bit the first time, and I can't remember how long. Yeah, Kent was talking about a real slow tournament out there too. Yeah, that ABA tournament only took like five pounds to win. I, I think know. I think Ma had two fish and finished second. And yeah, it was uh, <laughs> whew, not not uh, got me going down in. there. You know, and the water is fifty two, fifty four degrees, and you could see down over two feet. You think it would be wide open, but I think just because it's still in the thirties at night, yeah, they. Haven't and that shock, all that water came down. But I think when it happens, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to happen. I was telling Sep, we used to we used to do the shows, and every year San Mateo was always the first weekend of March, and that show it would start to warm up a little bit, and, and man, the phones would start buzzing that afternoon. Like, man, did you hear what happened at the <laughs> Delta today? You know, so there'd be giant bags yep. weighed in. Yeah, they will for sure. It's going to be a Everything looked so good, you know, that high water took a lot of grass out, and I just can't wait. Hey, Alan, when, when you were at Berryessa, did you uh, get over into the trees or the fallen trees and check out crappie or anything? Because there's big crappie being caught in a lot of places right now. The Seychelles, Jim and Mon Seychelles that we've had on the show a couple of times, three-pounders out at Clear Lake they're catching, 2.99 pounds. That's a three-pounder. Suddenly their water hits Clear Lake and fish start biting. Yeah, isn't it amazing? The big fish come out of the woodwork, too. So did you see yeah. any of Berryessa? Was there any activity going on with the crappie there? You know, I went and looked. Um, I got these areas where I got, you know, I told Denise, I said, look at this tree. It's 30 feet long. You can see the roots sticking up over here. Fish all over. We dropped down there and... We probably fished for maybe an hour and caught one crappie. Oh, it went, but they're down there. They're stacked down there, but they just won't bite. Does that Not mean, yet. Does that mean that they've got enough minnows swimming around them in those trees that they can uh, sustain themselves there? Because normally you get a jig down in a group like that. They're just It's like bluegill. They're going to be attacking that thing. You know, I think it's more of a lethargic problem. You know, that water, it's come up quite a bit. And um, I don't know what I don't I don't have a temperature gauge. I would like to drop one down there and see. But you know the even the bass fishing, the spotted bass. I had to go to four pound tests, and I was using gizzards that I got from Kent's dad. I <laughs> that was a while out. ago. <laughs> I, dug, I dug them out, and I put a quarter ounce jig head in there because I'm fishing so deep with four pound tests and. I, I never felt one bite. I just felt a little mush and set the hook. And it was, it was um, a good bite. But those fish being methodic like that, I don't know. That lake is just kind of weird right now. Well, Clear Lake is probably warmer, I would think, because of the shallowness of it. And that might be why they're really getting active and on the bite over there. Well, yeah. And those fish, you know, yeah, those, there's no current I think either. 25 feet. 
Well, they, these lakes come up 30 feet. So yeah. it's a little different. Well, yeah, the interesting thing, I just got a note from uh, Jeff Martin out at uh, Markley Cove, and uh, it's down 27 right now, 27 plus. So that water from is coming. From the glory hole. Yeah. yeah, from the glory hole. So you're only looking at, uh, it's not down much. And it was the first launch ramp open now, Al? No, but the water's, you know, above the bottom. So it's got to come up a little more for you because use a main ramp. Yeah, right but now it's coming have- up. It's coming up about a foot, foot and a half a week right now while it's not raining. But uh, another couple of storms, this ground is really wet. More water will be rolling into that lake. Yeah, it looks, when you're out on the water, it looks pretty normal right now. So, you know, like the last couple of years. So, but it needs to come up a little. Absolutely. Well, if you were heading out today, and you're not, are you? No, I got to work. Where would you be fishing if you weren't working today? I'd go back to Berryessa. <laughs> or I might sneak up to Comanche. I might even go to Clear Lake. Well, I'll tell you what, three-pound crappie got my attention. I'm thinking about heading up to Clear Lake myself. Nah, I'd go after them green ones. Yeah, you would. Who wants to catch green carp, man? I'm just not into those damn bass like you guys are. I like, yeah, you will when you're a little older. Well, you know me. I don't like to get if you if you put your thumb in there. They got little teeth that chews up your thumb a little bit. And the other thing is, they got those sticky things on their back. That's why I fish for trout. Nice and slimy, nice and smooth, beautiful fish. Let it go. Bass, yeah. bass, cut the sides off, put it in the fry pan, and go for it. Hey, speaking of that, look, Alan, I got some paperwork the other day, and I just wanted to read this to everybody. Some freshwater fish in Northern California are testing very high levels of chemicals, according to a new study by the Environmental Protection Agency. They're finding dangerous levels of PFAS, whatever that is, and PFOS that are found in our rivers located across California. Toxicologists from the California Office of Health and Hazard Assessment joined KCRA last week, I guess, from the Feather and San Joaquin Rivers, and they're saying, we urge any women of childbearing age and children not to eat largemouth bass from the river systems right now. So that's something that's very interesting, something that would be of concern, but they've had these warnings out for years and years, and I'm not hearing too many people falling over as a result of eating fish. You probably would be falling over if anybody... <laughs> yeah, I would. And you know, remember one year, everywhere you launched in San Francisco Bay, they had signs up telling you that there's high mercury levels and everything else and that, you know, don't eat the fish out of the bay. But you look at all these guys still fishing out there and consuming. You know, my dad was living proof. He lived 94 years old and he used to crack me up because he used to tell me, I eat fish two, three times a week. I should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, what a hazardous level is might not be any problem at all, but they like to point at the, everything out to us as often as they can. But I'll tell you one thing, folks. You need to get out there and get ready because Alan predicted last week that about two weeks out, things are going to bust loose, and he is so accurate on that. I looked at the long-range weather today. Before I came to the studio, we've got a week of decent sunshine and everything this week. Chance of rain later on. We've got four or five days of beautiful sun. Then next week, four or five days of some clouds without rain. So hang in there, folks. This is really going to turn, and it will explode like they're predicting. We're going to be talking to Randy Pringle later on about bass fishing. Uh, Is your expectation that it's going to bust loose, too? Um, it should, you know, I think just get these nighttime temperatures out of the 30 and things will start happening. 
Well, Alan, tell them real quick how they can get more information on your Alan Fong Outdoors YouTube channel and how they can subscribe. Yeah, every Thursday, you know, I got a report coming out. And Monday, um, you know, I do the regular teaching videos. But um, every week, I give you a report. So, and, and I'm on this radio show every Saturday. So, you get a lot of info. You sure do. And we appreciate you joining us and sharing with our listeners. And now uh, you're heading to Fisherman's Warehouse for a great day of fun and excitement taking care of customers, aren't you? There I go. All right. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors. Make sure you get a subscription. They're free. Just go over to YouTube, click on subscribe, and you'll get his reports twice a week, just like I do. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. See you guys. Great guy. And time for a quick break. When we come back, Mr. Mike Ogney hooks up with us from usafishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained cell staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing clearer views less clutter more targets incredible shallow and deep water performance Lawrence has it all check out the new hds live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at lawrence.com Lawrence is the perfect locator for you now here's usafishing.com's mike ogney with our saltwater bay and coastal report good morning mr ogney hey good morning seth good morning kent you know mike Hi, michael on uh, my notes here, I just wrote salmon, 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 salmon. Hey, question, question mark, question mark, question mark is well, what I would put behind those notes. Well, why don't you tell us why there's a question mark? Well, the returns to the rivers, as the river guides all know, were very poor last year. We only saw the final count, if you look at the Sac American and Feather Rivers. You can't, we, they don't count the 12, the me because that's considered down in the San Joaquin system. We only saw a total return of approximately there, the fishing games, uh, fish and wildlife numbers are 62,000 fish. There was an escapement goal of 150. Now that long-term escapement goal has been 122,000. So we're just at 50% of the escapement goal. And the escapement goal is, is, is a placeholder. It, it, it's put in there because that's the number of spawners that they want to see for the fishery to continue at its present strength. When you're not hitting those escapement goals, 
the run is coming in, below what they're forecasting, and below, and most importantly, below what they're managing for. They manage for a certain number to bring the fishery or keep it at its, at its current health. It's not at its current health. We're going through so much right now. We've been draining all of our lakes. Uh, the uh, Bureau of Reclamation has been pumping hot water into our rivers over the top of just spawned salmon reds. That's killing off a large number. If in, on, the, on, on the upper sack, it's killing off over. It's killing off the majority of the uh, of the spawn fish. Yeah, water diversions and drought and everything else. The the fishery is really suffering. So what we're concerned about is that we're going to have a very limited fishery on the coast and up in the up in the valleys this coming fall. Um, and it's not you know the. the I think what frustrates us fishermen the, the, the most up is we're their only management tool. Everybody else, the farmers just keep pumping water. We've added 344,000 acres of almonds between 2019 and 2021 alone. 344,000 of some of the most water thirsty crops during this drought and fishermen are going to get curtailed. That, you know, it just doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't jive. So, um, uh, your longtime listeners know I sit on the board of the Golden State Salmon Association, and we're very involved in all of these issues, and and we're working hard to uh, to uh, resolve them. But but we need help. Um, today I'm going down to Center Fell. We got a big crab feed. We got two uh, two seatings. Someone could still slide in and come down, and uh, we're cooking the crab here th- this morning. We got uh, over 500 pounds of crab coming in. That we're going to be cooking, cracking, and cleaning. I mean, uh, yours truly is going to be back in that kitchen for many hours here through, throughout the day prepping for this. But we are fighting for a return. But it, it gets very frustrating, Seth, because we're anglers are the only management tool, and it, and it gets old. Well, you know, our new board op just uh, sent me a message a couple of minutes ago. He said, when are you going to get me some salmon, Seth? And I said, oh, about a year if they let us. I'm surprised. I, I, I called in and I was talking with Nate. Get that boy a cup of coffee. Well, yeah, he's been working all night. He's he's working on one pretty hard right now. You know what? He's he's, he's young. Okay. Yeah, he, he's. He, I mean, come on. He's he's not over. He's not over the I hill. I called like the boy the on a Friday night at eight o'clock a couple of weeks ago to confirm a few things for the show, and he was already in bed. Already in bed. Yeah, eight o'clock Friday night in bed. So yeah, he's uh, you know. Well, Mike, the, the salmon situation is certainly a major concern right now. A lot of people are paying attention to everything going on. The counts were just insufficient for a great season this year or this coming year. Do you think they're going to go right off the deep end, or what are your expectations? You know, Seth, I've been in this game for a real long time, and. um I think we almost have to go off of the deep end. That's not that's not my stance as a as a board member for the Golden State Salmon Association. I want to say that first off. That's my that is my humble personal opinion. This fishery is in trouble, but we need to start managing. I mean, actually manage a, a fishery like they manage fisheries in Alaska. Here we just we we just pay them lip service. We have had a suffering salmon fishery. Underneath the, the current management team up at the Department of Fish and Wildlife, we, our salmon seasons, have, can I say, suck on the air? Yes, you can say have, suck on the air. And they have sucked 
during this entire regime, and nothing has changed up. These stupid voluntary agreements where the, the farmers pretend to give back water to fish, that's all they are. The voluntary agreements are nothing but smoke and mirrors. And we need to get in and really properly manage and leave water in our rivers just a little bit for these fish to survive. And they would do so much better. And um, it's just hard to it's hard to go through the process in my mind that these agencies are not working together on a certain date. We're going to release these, and we could sure use a flush of cold water in the temperature range of this to this for twenty four hours. You know, to move the fish on down the system, but they don't. The only time they work together is when there's a tragedy or some terrible thing going down. GSSA, as a group, we have really pushed hard, hard, hard for trucking. The fish that get released at Vallejo, when, when they are released, instead of Vallejo, when they're released at the Golden Gate Bridge, they survive at a four to 600% better rate. And we sit there and we bang our head against the wall asking for more fish to get released down at the Golden Gate Bridge, and we just get pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And it's very frustrating. We're going to have, I believe, 4 million fish released this year, which is way up from the 750 when that program just started. But we need to get more fish down deeper into the bay so that more survive. And it's not just for us. It's for the wildlife out there. It's for the, it's for the orcas. It's for the sea lions. Everything survives. Fish eat fish. And we're just trying to feedback into the system what's being robbed by by our dams and, well there's and water there's no question about it our current governor and his staff his people his direction is that growing food is more important than growing fish that agriculture well, no, is not, not, not if we're shipping that food to china that, well and, and, and i understand there is just tons of almonds laying around in warehouses and more coming I, I don't I don't understand it and why Newsom is the only guy that's really turning his back on fisheries. And therefore, if he turns his back, the director does what the go- governor wants done too. So it's just a it's just a little bit of a mess and I hope they all start working together and I can't see why they can't. Mike, it's we could talk about this for months, but we're not gonna be able to. I want to thank you for sharing what we had today with the listeners, and I'm sure there'll be more soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Mike Cogney with USAFish.com. He is on top of the action going on out there. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back from that, we're going to be joined by the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, James Stone, to talk more about salmon, salmon, salmon. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson, coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. 
Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird card. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on and let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon steel head and stripers too check out eurekafishing.net or call tony sepulveda now at 707-845-9588 and now more california sportsmen with seth hendrickson hey we're back and we're ready to roll. We're kicking off this hour in just a moment with the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. We need to talk about salmon. Returns have been dismal, and we're looking at the potential of limited seasons, all kinds of stuff. Uh, scientists has given a long, lot of information and graphs and charts to show things going on, and James will be sharing some of that information with us. We'll hook up with Senior Tuna. He's down there, and the tuna are still active in Southern California. And Nate Kelsch from Big Nate's Guide Service. I was going to say he's on a tequila binge, but I'm not going to say that. That'll be tomorrow and tonight, probably, at a Super Bowl party with Mark Blanton up at Lake Tahoe this weekend. Nate's going to talk to us about great Comanche fishing. He fished it all last week, and it is as good as it gets, apparently. And Travis Morgan's going to talk to us about spring varmint hunts and squirrel shooting, as well as pheasant clubs when we go live to guns fishing and other stuff. Randy Pringle's got some Delta bassing for you, and the editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us with his opinion on just about everything. But let's get it kicked off right now by hooking up with the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, my good friend, Mr. James Stone. Good morning, James. Good morning, Seth. How are you doing today? I don't know. Just salmon going through my mind since Wednesday. How about sharing with our listeners what's going on and the big shocking thing that happened Wednesday at the Fish and Game meeting? Well, I appreciate the time today, and I'm sorry for your listeners. My voice is scratchy because my phone has not stopped all week, and I'm uh, losing my voice already. I can imagine. I know how much my phone rang. I know yours had to be jingling along, too. Yeah, so we'll start off with the uh, fact that the NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association had an agendized item number 16 at the Fish and Game Commission on February 8th, which was a pre-planned uh, agendized item with a PowerPoint. Anybody that wants to go back and watch it can watch the agenda of what we were presenting. But 
Our board of directors last year decided to hire an independent scientist, Tom Cannon, to analyze the rivers and the situations that are going on with why we are not getting higher abundances and why we are not getting you know, adequate returns, which are going to meet the minimum of the fisheries management plan of 122000 to 180000 As many of your listeners know, I sit on the Pacific Fisheries Management Council Salmon Advisory Subpanel. I'm one of the four members that works on the ocean seasons and has to make the dreaded decisions of cuts, time and area, placing, and, you know, God forbid, closures. So, But that is the job of what we do. And so we normally start receiving all that information. This year will be the March 1st informational salmon meeting every year, and then we start moving forward into the process. But because of how bad the returns have been this year and last year, we started obtaining information a little bit earlier with the department, and the department has really helped us out with trying to understand some of the dynamics that maybe others weren't understanding. But this year, we had a like third time, all time record low of jack salmon show up on our river in the Sacramento Valley, and only 6,997 jack salmon returned, which is really dismal, right behind seasons 2008 and 9. And that led to the first time that we had a collapse and a closure for salmon in the Sacramento Valley. Secondly, um, that the natural spawning component is gone, and and that's one of the highest reasons that we are not getting these abundance numbers back. The model that predicts our abundance, the model that does our ocean harvest and predicts our inland escapement is predicting always you know, on average, somewhere between about, you know, 18 to 35% too high. So in years like last year, they predicted that we have 396,000 salmon out in the ocean. And then the state of California and the federal government said, because of how bad the returns have been, we want to err on the side of caution and have 180,000 fish come back to the river minimum. So basically, you work backwards in the model, and you start at that 400,000, and then you send home the 180,000 right off the top of that number, plus the inland harvest rate, which is averaging about 14% historically. So to make the number easy, it's about 205,000, about 25,000 for harvest. Well, the model said that we were going to get 222,000 river run size with harvest, And the number ended up being 61,845 with a 5,000 harvest. So total numbers should have looked like 222, 223 total and inland last year, and they were 66 total. So you can tell how bad that that was. I mean, it was just a huge destruction of, of fish not returning. And so the reasoning behind that is, mainly because of like what Mike Ogney was just talking about. The number one reason we've lost the natural spawning component is simply due to the fact of water protection and the dewatering of our reds and the lack of cold, clean water. The drought really hurt us again, but this is now going to be the third set of three-year generational cycles since 2007, 8, 9. And then we had uh, 15, 16, 17 was a full collapse. We didn't shut it down. We just tried to keep fishing and keep re- without any water management, without any changes in management. And now here we are in 2021, 20, The negative thing is, is that our scientist has shown that 
he's expecting full collapse inland 23 and 24 and possibly now even 25. And the reasoning, because there's no water. Last year in 2022, we had the worst water year at 4,500 CFS in the Sacramento. And with those low flows and hot waters, the natural spawn, any fish that stray from the hatchery and spawn in the river, their eggs perish. And so the abundance three years later is going to fall. Well, water certainly has been the problem. Our drought certainly has been the problem. That certainly makes the Department of Fish and Wildlife and everybody's jobs more difficult. But I don't understand where we used to be. Save the salmon, save this, save that. Where are all these organizations that were screaming and yelling 20 years ago to save fish? I remember Bill Clinton signed a thing saying we're going to double the number of salmon in the Central Valley systems. That never happened either. They just talk all these great things and don't do anything. I can't imagine that it is impossible to control water flows with multiple agencies to give the water to the fish when it is absolutely necessary to maintain them. Is that more important than watering pistachios, almonds, and whatever else? This state is already overpopulated with people, and look how fast businesses are going up, houses are going up. Where are they going to get that water? Don't they reserve some water for our natural resources? That's it, Seb. I mean, that's that's the great question. I mean, that that, that is it in a nutshell because – you know, a lot of people, you know, want to put scapegoats on certain industries and certain people. And I will say that, you know, from the North State community and the perspective of the Northern California farmers above the Delta who are small family farmers who are, you know, diverting water from the Sacramento River, they're growing food, which generally that food is sold here in California or in America, generally speaking, for the, for the crops that are in the North State. But what you're referring to is corporate agriculture, which is south of the Delta, south of the pumps, which are huge, large, multi-million dollar corporations, which don't have mom and pop farmers, which don't have community involvement. It's just strictly done for pure profit. And they've to- got their share of attorneys. They've got their lobbyists. They got everything. I noticed you guys talked about salmon. And the next thing that happened at the commission meeting was the farmer's representative wanting to tell everybody about all the great things they've been doing. And yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I would invite the director of Fish and Wildlife to join me at his earliest opportunity to come in here and talk to me about it and what the plan for resolution and restoration would be. James, I know you guys well, are doing the same thing. This is a topic that we have to talk about a lot We're looking at the potential of a very dismal or possibly limited season, or there is that opportunity of no season, but we have to sit back and listen and wait. We've got good organizations and good support from Golden State Salmon Association, NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association, and the Department of Fish and Wildlife is working with these organizations. That's why I was kind of surprised when at the last minute somebody filed for a petition for listing the salmon as endangered or threatened. Yeah, that happened, uh, which is another big hurdle, right? So we, um, under public comment, uh, this was a no affiliation with our organization, but an individual did file a petition to list the fall run salmon under California Endangered Species Act. 
And what that means at this point, so Co- your cover this quick. We'll cover this real quick because we're going to get into this again in another week. But I want to. Yeah. We're, we're limited Absolutely. time. So what it, what it means real quick is that the the commission will analyze the application from the applicant and who they sent it in and what's transpiring. They will send it back to the department, and the department has 60 days to determine whether the fish determines candidacy. If they determine that the fish is candidate is a candidate of the listing, then the department will do a one-year review and analyze the stock and determine whether a listing needs to happen. Well, I guess we're all going to see what's going to be happening here as things unfold, and James will be keeping us up to speed, and so will the Golden State Salmon Association. We appreciate all your efforts and everything you guys do to help maintain our fisheries for the sportsmen and for the people of California. These are California's resources, and they should not be destroyed. James, thanks for hooking up with us. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. That sounds good. Make sure everybody gets to the March 1st meeting, Salmon Information Meeting, and speak your mind about salmon to the government. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Thank you much. We appreciate it. Boy, that's a hard subject to bring up again after 2007, 2008, and 9. Yeah. They, we got screwed over on salmon seasons then. And hats off to James and, and the entire group up there. You know, I mean, they, they, they we fight. Know, they we know fight what it's a, like to bang our heads yeah, against concrete walls. Yeah, they, he, yeah they, he's doing the job that a lot of people don't want to do. And the ones that are the most critical are the ones who don't want to do it. And the ones that don't lift a finger to do a damn Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Hey, it's time uh, we uh, announced the winner of a gun giveaway, Sep. Gun owners of California and their colleagues have been racking up victories to restore your Second <laughs> Amendment rights. So be keeping an eye on things in the next few weeks. You may be happy with some of the victories that they've been getting. Uh, but you need to also be a member of Gun Owners of California and support them uh, by buying 52 guns and 52 weeks raffle ticket or attending one of their amazing events uh, like the Great Guns Giveaway Sporting Clay Shoot at Comanche Hills Hunting Preserve April the 22nd, their Crab Feed Dinner in Citrus Heights on May the 5th, or their Prime Rib Dinner in Oroville <clears throat> on June the 16th. Um, it's uh, it's always, uh, always a good time. Out of the 1,500 ticket sell limit, they only have a handful left, so you can still get in. I just bought five more. 52 guns <laughs> in 52 weeks raffle. Uh, winner number six, 2023, Gun Owners of California. Uh, Not me. Is ticket number 68, Dave Motts. Fair Oaks, Dave, you got a Keltec Sub 2000 pistol in 9mm, and uh, they'll be giving you calls to see you down to do all the proper paperwork on that one. Gun Owners of California in their 50, what are they, 48th year of fighting for your gun rights. Make sure you're supporting them in their efforts. Congratulations to their lucky winner. We better take a quick break right now. When we come back, Mr. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna, hooks up with us talking, what else? Tuna, right after this. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for it. Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. 
Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fish and Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the director of Penn Fishing University's, Mr. Steve Carson, our own senior tuna. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Seth. What do you got for us this week, my friend? Are those tuna still running around down there in bluefin country? Well, the bluefin are out there, but uh, they're, you know, there's been a bit of weather, even though it's beautiful on land. There's been a bit of weather out on the way outside, 100 miles out. In fact, uh, people who surf and fish may have noted... Uh, uh, a number of movie crews out at the area of Cortez Bank trying to film. Uh, I wouldn't be out there, but they're trying to film the first successful ride by a by a surfer of a hundred foot wave. Yeah, that would be you. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, we would fall over and body surf in as our bodies were pummeled to, to death on the sand of the beach. Exactly. Well, I I always like to say that at my high school, you you could either be a jock. Or a surfer or a fisherman. And I was small and couldn't see in the water without my glasses. So I had only one choice. Well, that was hanging near the rail, and it seems to have worked out well for you. Exactly, exactly. But, but you know, there, there's still good stuff going on. In fact, I was down at the landing to, uh, on Thursday and watched the Aurora uh, Polaris go out for an 18-day trip. Uh, that's, that's a bit long even for me. No thanks. Um, but, uh, you know, they're going down to the area of Hurricane Bank. And, uh, you know, the few boats that are running right now uh, have been going down there doing quite well. You know, no 300-pounders. But, you know, just sort of it's kind of an interesting fishery when they, they can call a 100-pound tuna uh, that they're catching plenty of uh, their, their bread-and-butter size. Like, oh, okay, another one. There's another nice keeper. Um, and, by the way, down in that area of Hurricane Bank, which is a little south of Cabo San Lucas, uh, that those are yellowfin tuna. Uh, they're more of a warm water species. And uh, as far as up here, what is happening is, of course, uh, typically January and February is time for boat work for all the boats, and they worked a really hard season last year. So nobody really knew exactly how long it was going to take to get all the boats, you know, each individual boat done. And so they're slowly trickling back as the work finally gets done. So if you've been trying to get a trip in the middle of August and realizing, uh-oh, that's all sold out, um, and you want to take a shot at some of these early season fish, log on to the various landings, whether it be a Seaforth Landing on Mission Bay or Fisherman's Landing or Point Loma Sport Fishing or H&M Landing on San Diego Bay, and uh, check out some of the some of the trips that are just now starting to come up online. Uh, you know, two 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 and a half three day trips, nothing too long. Clearly, they're scheduled to go out after 
the bluefin tuna, uh, you know, if they're still there. And chances are they are still there because somebody has to go out and get them. Um, if you don't have quite that much time, the nice thing about San Diego uh, is we're right near the international border. Boats, uh, Several boats are running what they call extended half-day trips, which are really just from about 7 o'clock to 2.30. Normally a, a half-day trip comes in at noon. And uh, they go into, into Mexican waters. Rockfish season still open. So you can uh, fish for rockfish, fish for lingcod. It's been pretty darn good. And um, so if you just have a little bit of time, if you're down, you know, with the family visiting the zoo or whatnot, it's definitely a possibility. Also, I still have a little bit of room left on my three-day trip in September on board the Pacifica from C4 Sport Fishing. So uh, log on to C4 Sport Fishing if you don't want to talk to a human and go go to their reservation system and... Uh, Check the uh, the three-dayer on the Pacifica, September 4 to 7. By the way, September 4 is Labor Day, so it leaves on the morning, about 10 o'clock, the morning of Labor Day. If you want to call and talk to a human, uh, their Seaforth number is 619-224-3383. And, um, and sp- speaking of, of uh, boat work, I did notice an interesting picture on one of the boat yards down here of uh, the California Dawn 2. James drove it all the way down, uh, sitting right next to the Thunderbird in the boatyard. So, I, uh, I saw that photo yesterday on Facebook myself. Both both James and the owner of the Thunderbird are going to be lighter in the wallet here uh, quite a bit in the next couple of days. Yeah, well, once they got into the business, they found out how to make a million bucks. Start with two million and know when, to, know when to quit. Hey, Tuna, am yep. I going to see you next week? Yeah, I was just going to warn you. Kent's heading down to the San Diego show down there. Uh, I hope you got a nice chest. Uh, I, I will not be at the at the uh, Del Mar show. I will be on board a boat. And um, so, yeah, you will not see me. I will be at the PCS show if he's coming down for that. No, nah, I won't make uh, that one. There's going to be a lot of boats there, so yeah. uh, I'm surprised you're not going to be there. But okay, we'll figure that. We'll figure all that out. <laughs> you, will but, you be in Long Beach? Uh, no. Okay. All right. So there you have it. You may not have any tuna this year. No, I'll make uh, a special trip. I have a feeling on that, that three-day trip on that comes back on September 7th. I I have a feeling that Kent's going to be standing at the dock, kind of like my, that old that old Mervin's commercial. Open, open, open. He's open. probably already got his ticket. Yeah. Well, no, you just you got to show up with Yeti. Step. That's what you got to do. Yeah, that that is that is the trick. Have Yeti. We'll travel, Tuna. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna. Don't miss the opportunity to get on that Pacifica trip with him. It's a Penn Fishing University out of Seaforth Landing down there. Six one nine two two four. 3383 if you'd like to go on Senior Tunas, Director of Penn Fishing University, three-day trip. Sounds like a deal to me. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. Thanks, Seth. Thank you. Appreciate it. God, he's always a lot of info. He's always fun. He's awake. Hey, speaking of tequila, (laughs) let's find out if Nate Kelsch is really awake at Big Nate's Guide Service. He's up heading to Tahoe today with Mark Blanton and the gang for the big Super Bowl party up there. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. You guys got any Padron 1859 set aside? Uh, I don't know if there's any aside. There's probably some empty bottles somewhere. I wouldn't be a bit (laughs) surprised. So you've been fishing Comanche all this week, and you're escaping for a few days with Blanton and the clan heading up there. What's been going on at Comanche, and how good is it? 
We're lighting them up, bro. We are lighting them up. We uh, limits limits just about every day. Um, you know, it, it doesn't get any better than this. Well, well, what techniques are you using to get into these guys now? Well, the fish the fish dropped down this last week. Uh, there was a lot of pressure. <clears throat> Excuse me, a lot of pressure. There's a lot of boats out there fishing. Um, a lot a lot of people running really fast over the top. So you know, when these fish are on the surface, it's pushing them down. Um, I, you know, I heard, I heard some people going out there and, you know, getting one fish, two fish, but the problem is that, you know, when, when there's that many boats out there fishing for them, you got to drop down deeper. Um, you know, the fish get a little, little boat shy and you got to drop down. So, um, we've been fishing between 10 and 25 feet this week and, uh, just crushing them. Uh, Rapala has been great. Uh, we've been, we've been throwing some woolly boogers behind, uh, behind, uh, wiggle fins. Um, just about anything you want to run right now will work pretty good. Speed. What are, what's your best speed that you're finding right now? And are you doing anything to your lure scent or whatever? We're definitely setting them up. We're, uh, we're using, uh, the, the trophy trout, um, trophy trout scent has been great. Kokanee special has been great. This is all pro, uh, speed, pro cure products. Yep. He's talking about. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, speed anywhere from 0.8 some days, uh, cause they want it really slow on up to, no more than probably 2.3. Um, I've, I've tried doing some power trolling. It just hasn't been effective. All right. The fish that are hitting, are they breaking the surface at all on you, or are they staying down once they hit? No, 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 no. They're, they're taking off immediately. Um, just, just I'd probably say half the fish take off and start tail walking right away. Yeah. Active, good temperatures in the water. Everything's adding up for a great time catching big rainbows up there. What's the average size you're getting now? Probably two pounds. Um, you know, we've we've got some fish up to the eight pound class so far. Um, I heard of a couple of fish caught over over eight pounds uh, this past week. Um, so you know, it's 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 on. It's it's time to go. Well, folks, if you'd like to get out there and have a great time, you need to give Big Nate's Guide Service a call. Nate, give them all the hookup info they need so they can do just that. I'll do. Thanks, Seth. Um, guys, you can check me out on social media at Big Nate's Guide Service. Or shoot me a phone call at 916-860-9180. Um, the books are, we, we got a couple of dates this next coming week. Um, and then we're, we're starting to fill up. We got Barry Essa trips uh, coming on, coming online probably in March. Um, it's go time. Shoot hey, me a call. I got a note from Jeff Martin at Markley Cove just a few minutes ago. Water is already up the number one ramp four feet. So it's starting to fill up. You'll be able to use that. If we get a few more feet of water, we'll be in real good business up there. I, I can't wait. Neither, I can't wait. Neither can I. Nate Kels with Big Nate's Guide Service. He's partying up at the Super Bowl Derby at Tahoe. Super Bowl Derby. Super Bowl party <laughs> at Tahoe. And I assure you, it will be a party, folks. We appreciate you spending no some time hooking up with us. And uh, I'll see you on Berryessa real soon, Nate. Sounds good, Chad. Thank you. All right. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. Hey, it's time for Get a Clue. Where's Marilyn? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. 
you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, fishing can be iffy or good these days. Daylight is starting to last longer, plus the waters are starting to clear and get warmer. So, get ready. Now's the time to evaluate rods, reels, and tackle. Take time to clean and polish rods and load with new line. The stuff from last year isn't anywhere near good enough. Reels need to be cleaned and lubed, or if needed, taken in for repairs. And tackle. Organize those tackle boxes and put everything in its place. And if you still need stuff, buy it now. You'll find empty shelves when the lid comes off. Got your license and stamps? Running around the night before you go fishing or arriving at the water without creates, you know, major stress. So, get a clue. Get your act together. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now, discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunt? fishing and outdoor store guns fishing and other stuff in vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors hunting and fishing gear guns and ammo and plenty of camo for you hunters they're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family and now here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with general manager travis morgan good morning mr morgan good morning Steph. how's it going if it got any better i'd be at your place shooting varmints right now yeah that's right it's getting squeaker season well, I am ready for squeakers. In fact, uh, Gary Irk's trying to put together a trip for us up in Oregon for a little squeaker shooting. Oh, when are we going? i got to find out for sure myself. We were waiting for some cancellations on somebody else. It's and... always a good idea to invite a guy who can bring ammo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime you have a guy that owns an ammo store, it's yeah, a good... That's always a good guy to take with you. Travis, so. I'll tell you what. I'll come over and get the ammo from you right away, and we'll bring it up, and I'll tell you when the date is. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll get right on that one. Trevor, yeah. what do you got yeah. for me? It, what it do you got? Everybody's kind of looking forward to it this year. Get out and get a little fun, you know? We're talking about shooting ground squirrels, those invasive little buggers that go out there and make the holes that break cow's legs, sheep legs, everything else out there, and just destroy your property. Not the cute little squirrels and trees. No, no, not those. Like you said, they're the ones up there. They're real evasive, and a lot of ranchers would love you to come up and shoot them just to stop them from hurting their cows because break the leg on one cow, and that's thousands of dollars. Absolutely. And and the number of these things that get into alfalfa fields and the poundage that they can eat. They eat tons of alfalfa in these fields, huge amounts. And that's where I shoot over up at Eagle Lake. We've got the guy's got a 4,000-acre ranch up there, and he lets us come in there and uh, take care of business, which is very nice. Yep, yep. Yeah, we used to have a gentleman up there, but he sold the ranch. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that's what's happening to mine this year, too. He was getting along in age, and I think it's been passed on to another generation. But varmint hunting's a lot of fun. You can specialize it, and you get it down to 22s. You can go into 17 caliber. A lot of guys shoot two 23s at them, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, the, the real popular is the 17. You got the 17 WSM. And the 17 HMR, any of them are really good calibers, and they're long-range getters, too. That's what makes them so fun. You can pop them out there, you know, 100, 200 yards with that 17 with no problem and have a great time doing it. My longest shot is 289 yards, marched off by foot, man. It was the luckiest shot I ever made. 12 inches of windage blowing across Not with non-lead ammo, it won't be. (laughs) No, you won't be doing another 300-yard shot with non-lead, I don't think. That's right. Don Led's going to reduce that probably down to about a hundred and quarter yards. Well, I was luck. It was sure luck that I hit it at two hundred and eighty nine. But I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, it's one of those shots you never forget. That's right. You know, isn't that, you know, not only that, you know, we uh, we talk all the time about hunting because that's what we do. But it's also coming time to start shooting um, long range targets out there. And I noticed Quail Point's got some coming up um, through West Coast uh, long range, and then also you know. It is still pheasant season at the clubs, and remember, you got to shoot non-lead there, too. So we have non-lead sixes in the stores for shooting up there. Well, that's an important thing to know, folks. You can you can shoot it at sporting clays and stuff. You can still shoot lead, correct? Yes, yeah. Sporting clays, you can still shoot lead if the, if the facility permits it. Some facilities like Richmond's gone to steel. Well, Travis, the other thing that's going on right now is the, these pheasant clubs are just going crazy. Pheasant, quail, chucker. I talked to David Martin up there. He said he's been sold out almost since the beginning of season this year because of the slower duck season we had. That's right. You know, the slower duck. We're going to shoot. It's just a question of what. You know, now you say get a slow duck season, find something else. And what, the favorite place to go, go up to your favorite pheasant club. Have a little fun with some buddies. Walk with your dog. It's a great day. It's a great outing. Take your grandkids. It's even more fun. Well, the temperatures and everything are running perfect right now, too. You've got nice, cool mornings, plenty of moisture out there to, for scent on the grass and everything. Makes it a lot easier for the dogs and a lot easier for the hunters out there, too. Yeah, you know, like me, I, I used to enjoy just go watch my dog work. You know, I really didn't care a lot about shooting them. I'd let my grandkids shoot them and i just watch the dog work it's always fun to watch that dog that's the most enjoyable part of the whole thing i used to just sit there and watch my two dogs work in the field together i didn't care less if i shot yep yeah i know the feeling and you got to keep them dogs in tune too you know so if you got uh training stuff you need we do have dog training stuff down at the store Hey, you've got the 25th annual dixon cwa dinner banquets coming back to town looks like 
Yeah, it is. It's coming back. Uh, I don't know who's running it, but they did contact us to do the gun. So we will be there. Well, me and my wife will be there. And we're going to go up there and uh, do that. I think it's March 14th, if I remember right. That's Saturday, March 18th. 18th. Right there in Dixon at the Old Vets Hall. It's a Dixon banquet. You can go to the CWA website and find out all the information that you'll need for more information on the whole thing. Yep. Yep. So they're set to go there. Uh, I think it's about all the dinners coming up right now. So we got that. And like I said, we got all the stuff in to go squeaker shooting. And for the long-range guys, we're starting to get a lot of good long-range scopes in. Got a couple of really good rifles in for it. And things are starting to loosen up, getting a little bit of ammo in. And for long-range guys, I always suggest shooting non-lead ammo. I shoot lead ammo. It's a little bit better and easier to manipulate. Absolutely. No question about it. Travis Morgan from Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. Make sure you stop into one of their stores, either in Vacaville or right there in Dublin, where everything is available to everybody. Travis, we appreciate you hooking up with us. Keep good ammo in there, and I'll see you soon to take most of it off your case. All right, I'll see you guys later. Have a great week. I'll see you at the store. All right, guy, take care. Good guy, having a good time, and uh, I'm going to take him out to Quail Point. We're going to blow some things away. Kent, you got to come with us on that if you ever get a day off of selling boats. Well, <clears throat> you got to give me a little warning. we got to play an outro. Right now. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I'm going to take you live right now to the fishing instructor, Randy Pringle. He's been guiding out there in the years, and I understand that the action in the Delta sucks, Randy. I'm going to go squeak hunting up at my cabin. <laughs> well, I'll pass Eagle Lake, keep going, Alturas, make a left-hand turn. He shoots, up, he shoots up in the same neck of the woods that I shoot in up there for squirrels. <laughs> well, uh, well, Randy, tell us how good the fishing is on the Delta. Saw the results Dude, from I, the ABA tournament last weekend. Made me want to just run out, open the garage door, and throw I, the Ranger on the back I of the could, truck. I could possibly have won and that. go to Clear Lake. <laughs> I, uh, I, when I saw the weights and I went, oh no, I've got to do better than that. Oh yeah. No problem. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that was the best thing I could have said to myself. I went out there, put everything together, had my rods all rigged up, knew it was going to be muddy, high water, you know, 48 degrees, went to my first area. I went, this looks good. I haven't seen water that you could fish from yeah. here to there. The weeds ever. are out. We can fish the tulies now. and Oh, it's going to be fun. Dude, the lanes in the tulies, Kent, are so beautiful. You can throw way back in there. And I'm uh-huh. throwing a spinner bait. I'm throwing a worm. I, I see so many things. There was a frost between me and the bank. So you had a pretty good practice catching. I caught some, I caught a couple weeds in an area where they were threw a bunch of those uh, discs, pucks in the water, and uh, dude, it was terrible. You know what's Absolutely. funny is is you know we try to stay so positive on you know it, hey somebody's catching them the bite's good got to get out there fishing get off the couch get out there and do that I'm telling you what I just had Alan Fong and Randy Pringle tell me they didn't catch any on the Delta. Yeah, I think the results that I'm going. The ABA results just tell you that. No. No. Okay, so 
I got a bite, and this is how it happened. I was I threw it up there with a general. You're talking about I a got bite. it in the water. I turned my head, looked over to the right, and I was talking to the guy I was with, going, you know, that wall I can see. There's no weeds. We got to go try that too. I turn around, and my bait is going to the left. Uh-huh. I set the hook, and I reel it back in. There was bite marks, oh, about a half an inch below. So that's how long it sat there before a fish moseyed just over. Just soaked it in. Dude, it was just mm-hmm. – I reeled it back in. It had a sharp – my hook, it had rust on it. It sat so long. Well, you know, we talked – I told Sepp earlier, and we talked about this, that, that you know, that we used to always do San Mateo in March, and that's when it, it started to break, that first weekend in March. And we're just a little bit early, and if we can just get a few more days of, you know, warm warm weather but not those 30-degree nights – um, man, when the Delta goes off, like you say, it's so pretty down there right now and, and so fishable. When it goes off, it's going to go off big. Randy, do you remember told, Do you remember the days ahead. at the uh, uh, the Cow Palace standing there flipping? I think you call it flipping. You flip into a styrofoam cup. You probably caught more fish in the Cow, in the, uh, in the cup? cow Palace in that cup than you would in the Delta right now. Exactly. So the... You, the nail on the head is exactly what you need to do. Just take a hammer out and start nailing it. Because here's the here's the, uh, the the foes and pros and the cons of the California Delta. Forty eight degrees when I got there. It's two foot higher than it ever has been. Two foot visibility than I've ever seen. I tell people all the time that these Delta bass are not like Mississippi bass, Louisiana bass that see muddy water. All the time. Yeah, they don't they, like it. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't they like it. They don't like it. They don't understand it. They don't live it. They they are so acclimated to clearer water so that it not that it throws somebody off on the fishing aspect because me and you fish all over the country. We want that dingy water. Yeah. But these bass can't handle it. And at 48 degrees in the morning, it is you need that stability of weather. We've had nothing but roller coasters. And you're right. That 35-degree night just pummels that the fish go dude i don't need to eat my metabolism is down i eat once a week whether i need to or not yeah well are you uh are you working out are you lifting weights are you are you getting ready because you know i know that you have moved the berryessa kickoff northern region bbt tournament because of some ramp construction but you moved it to clear lake and uh i, I hope you're working out bud because you're going to need some help dude that is going to be just a I'm looking at a brand new scale uh, because I'm doing a um, a new uh, high school event yeah, yeah. also, and so I, I had to get another scale system. But I'm looking at that going. This one goes to 50 pounds, so I <laughs> might bring this one. Well, you know, you saw you saw some of the weights that came out of there a couple of weeks ago uh, when Nugent had their tournament up there. And, I was up there playing boat rep, and after the first day weigh in, just before the second day weigh in, Newt looked at me and he goes, "God, my shoulders are burning." It's like, yeah, you were lifting 30 pounds of bags. Exactly. And and, and anybody that owns a tournament circuit or been a weightmaster, that is exactly what happens. It's a workout. Your shoulders are burning. Yeah, well, that's good because the guys that are running the Delta tournaments right now, they could, they're they they're not hurting at all. Their, their thumbs aren't even scratched they're up. They're bored. Yeah, they don't even have to wear they're gloves. Bored. And they're wearing nice clothing because they're not wet. Yeah, there's just no fish slime on them, so. Well, how uh, how can somebody get on board, man, and go go down there? Because 
it sucks right now. There's no doubt, but it's not going to suck for long. And how can somebody get on board and go fishing with you? You know, it's going to be a light switch. This is the year yeah. of the, not the trendy where it's going to start moving up. It's going to be a light switch. And then you're going to hear somebody call you up, Kent, and they're going to say, oh, man, you got to get out to the Delta. You're and a couple, what I'm waiting you for. blew and it I'm today. Sap, you're a couple of weeks away from Randy teaching you what a slobber knocker is. Does it involve his lips? In <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're a couple of weeks away. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but I'm just telling you, Seth, in a couple of weeks, Randy is going to tell you what a slobber knocker is. I could right, Randy? Exactly. And a deal. And That's a deal, right? Don't even think about a stinger. Yeah, see? Get ready, Seth. I don't even know what they're talking you about. You will. You will. Trust me. You will. Hey, you always can get a hold of me at area code 209-543-6260. And get me at my house, or I go through my website, thefishinginstructor.com, and we can get on those fish, guys. But the killer is, when you call me up, you go, hey, I want to book something. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to push you out. I'm not going to put you on something like this, because this is what we call in the industry, is we are learning. And I educated myself to understand that nobody wants to go out there and fish all day and never get a bite. Hey, uh, I got a little old dude reunion happening at about 10 o'clock this morning. We're headed to Clear Lake. Me and John Caulfield are going fishing. Well, that's good. Hey, when you guys are driving, give me a call. I'll give you guys all my spots. Well, <laughs> both of them. We'll, I already know your spots, Pringle. Uh, I will, uh, <laughs> uh, but I will make sure we send you some fish photos. I appreciate it, dude. Just, Let me know what the bite is so I can tell the gang. Go just on. grind. I'll, I'll on, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll send he's, fish photos. He's going to also rub salt in your open yeah, wounds when you get back. Yeah, we're good. Hey, Randy, this is what a bass looks like. Yeah, yeah. So Should have went to Clear Lake. That's that's the new motto. Should have went to Clear Lake. Should have went to Clear Lake. Randy. Hey, well, you guys have a great time at Clear Lake. And, Sep, uh, it's almost time for squeaking. Uh, I've got my 223 and my 17 and my 22 lined up. I bring a turret out there when I go when I do it. And Randy's hey, going to be the tournament I, director for I, the big Western Bass Shootout set that's going to be going on out of Discovery Park in April. Hey, Randy, I got a ten foot tall shooting platform trailer with two stands you mounted sold on the top. That. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm having it redone. As a matter of fact, oh, okay. I got the shooting trailer of a lifetime. Maybe we ought to get together one of these days. We, we I would love that. I would love it. Well, you know where Madeline is. That's where I'd be shooting. We got to go. <laughs> Madeline, go. Madeline and Termo, right off 395. We got to go. Roll out of this. I got a place in Bieber. Well, they aren't far apart, that's for sure. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. Make sure you get taught how to do it before you go out. to talk squirrel hunting. Exactly. Can we go now? That's a lot of fun. Can Mr. we Brown. go now? We're not taking Kent along with us on a squirrel hunt. It's over, dude. i got to call something. Get out there and have a good day, Pringle. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, brother, man. You guys have a great time. Uh, We'll talk soon. CRP. You have no choice. Randy Pringle, 209-499-3341 is his cell, and he's going to be all ticked off that I gave him a cell phone number. Yeah, right. That's just the way it works. Well, our next guest has got a lot to talk about, is my guess. And he's got a lot to write about, is my guess. Yeah, there's Let's, no lack of things to do now. No, there's probably not much going on in his world. Let's get hooked up with the man himself, the editor of Western Outdoor News, Northern California Edition. The editor, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us live. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Where do you want to start, Seth? Oh, let's just start with salmon, 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 and see where it goes from there. Well, as you know, there was a petition filed by an individual this week. And, you know, I, I did a lot of research on this 
since, uh, since that Wednesday meeting. And, uh, you know, we've seen this pattern that's gone on. You know, the Sacramento River has these four distinct runs of salmon, the winter run, the spring run, late fall, and the fall run. And, you know, unfortunately, the spring run was is, is endangered. It was, it was, and then that's followed by the uh, winter run as well. So two of the four runs are on the endangered species. Well, actually, the one of them is threatened and the other is endangered. And we see this pattern, and it's gone really quick. Over the last 20 years, you know, we've seen the demise of the fishery without question. So I think that the individual that was involved just felt like it was time that he needed to do what he needed to do, although it may not have been what the organizations wanted to do because we've been putting Band-Aids on it for a long time, really just trying to keep this thing together by trucking, by releasing more fish. But as it boils down to, you know, it, it ultimately boils down to what our priorities are as a state. And the real concern is, are we going to be the generation? Is this Fish and Game Commission going to be the going to be the leadership and the Fish and Game Director that that is responsible for the extinction of a species that's been here for 25 to 35 million years? And it be, it's it's getting real now. It's definitely getting real. There's no question about it. And it's going to be something we're really going to have to keep an eye on in these next couple of weeks. Well, our, your phone, my phone, everybody's phone that's uh, in touch with what's going on out there has been ringing off the hook. We're all talking about it. But we've all kind of adopted the attitude, well, let's play wait and see, because this is a long process. The first thing that's going to happen is they're going to review the petition, make sure it's all filled out correctly and everything. And then they start digging in and start looking at it. And anybody that looks at it, should be able to clearly see there's not enough water for fish to survive and that we need to allocate more water and specific temperatures to make those fish survive. But I'll bet you it'll never get listed as endangered or threatened because the farmers and agriculture in California would have to give up a bunch of water for it, and I don't think they're going to want to do that. What are your thoughts? Oh well, I mean that's ultimately the that's that's the big thing. The only question is that you think about it, these fish have been here for twenty five to thirty five million years. The commercial salmon fishery was one of the very first industries in California that made California. And now over the last I would say forty years, we have this trend of huge corporate agriculture that has essentially I'm gonna put it in this terms, the hijacked the California water situation because of their political strength and political power. And as a result, we've seen the demise of the, of the salmon. We've seen the demise of the steelhead. Uh, we're looking at sturgeon right now, and we see striped bass um, totals drop to an all-time low. And but let's go to already... another step, another letter, another word that starts with S. They haven't found a delta smelt in the delta for six years. So it yeah, seems like every fish that starts with S, salmon, steelhead, sturgeon, I mean, right on down the line, it used to be that the smelt was the indicator based on how many they had spawning. Well, they sure threw that out the window quick, didn't they? No, that is, and the only way they can keep the smelt around is through that the little hatchery they have there at Dan Byron. You know, Bill Jennings, the late Bill Jennings used to call it a death of a thousand cuts. What's happened now, is, and, and the way I view it is, we're, we've hit this critical mass now, and, and we're hitting that tipping point where 
it's going to be really difficult for these species to come back unless things change. And we've seen it. How many river guides have bailed out over the last few years because they just can't make a living? They're either moving or they're having to adapt to other species. Something that's been a viable, uh, you know, tradition for years and years, river salmon fishing. We've seen it go by the wayside over the last decade. So there's some... Dave, I hate to tell you, but, you know, we... I, I got to give Bobby Barrick all the love in the world because 10 years ago, Bobby was standing at the shows and standing at these, uh, at these events telling guys, you better get on board. You better pay attention. It's coming. And then they would say, they can't do that. They can't do that. Barrick's crazy. And, uh, and he, you know, Barrick was the first one to jump up and down about the Westlands water district and Stuart Resnick and, you know, the wonderful nut company and everything that was going on throughout the Central Valley and the fact of, you know, how many more almond trees that we're having planted in the state of California every year that requires, you know, more and more and more water. And uh, and there's no regulations on that. There's no moratoriums on we're not putting in any more orchards. And you drive up and down I-5, Sep, there are there are big producing orchards, from, and there are little bitty, little bitty just planted orchards. From my house to the causeway, yeah, in, in Davis, is so much new trees out there, almonds and everything. It's just yeah. why are they doing this? Yeah, I mean, and and it's it's all, and and it's all export. It's there. It's export, and uh, and and I'm sorry, Dave, but Bobby Bobby told us this 10, 12, 15 years ago. It's coming, and they all said, "Yeah, he's a bass fisherman," you know. But but now it's here. Well, Bobby was. Right. I remember one of the past directors of Fish and Wildlife that we had. I said, "What's the governor going to let you do?" And he said, and I won't say who it was, but he said, "I don't think they're going to let us do anything." No, no. Yeah, and we're going to find that out, and unfortunately, but I, I I'm really encouraged by the surgeon guys getting together, and that's really what it's going to take is is us. Us putting, you know, it, it takes the public to put pressure on not only the politicians but on fish and wildlife because they respond. Look how long it took to get the bass fishing permit process. These are long, drawn-out processes that take years, and that was a relatively simple solution, you know. And we know water makes a difference. Look at Clear Lake right now, as you know. I mean, just going up six feet has just changed. We were worried about that lake, and all of a sudden, now it's producing thirty-pound bags and the best catfishing we've seen in 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 in, in people's memory. Yeah. So it's is all about water. It certainly is, and I'm sure we'll be reading more about it in Western Outdoor News and talking about it here on the air. We are taking a hard look at sturgeon, a hard look at striper, a hard look at salmon, and apparently we've quit looking out for the Delta smelt nowadays. Well, and, and let's not segment everything. Let's put them all under one umbrella. You know, the the sturgeon guys doing the sturgeon deal is great, but it's the only way you're going to get anything done fisheries. Is, is fisheries, and, and it's all the fisheries. It's not segmenting uh, by species where the support is. Dave, we're out of time already today, so we're going to have to talk about this more. I'm sure there's going to be a ton more information coming your way, my way, and everybody else's over the next week or two. So we will continue this discussion in the following weeks. And I sure appreciate everything you've done on this, too. It's nice to have you as a partner along the way. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate the time. Take right. care. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. One of Brought the guys our little soapboxes out for the last eight minutes of the show, didn't we? You know, <laughs> sometimes you have to. It's just the way it is. I know. So many times we've beaten our heads against the wall saying, 
This is such a simple thing, and it seems simple, but it's a lot more involved. I still don't understand why grown adults with educations can't figure it out. Yeah, exactly right. You know, Bobby's Bobby's living in Texas now going, told you. Yeah. Told you guys. Well, we'll be saying the same thing eventually. Yeah, we will. I'd like to thank all of you for listening today. I don't mean to be depressed about anything, but I want you to get out there and play and have a great time on the water. Till next week, this is Sepp, Kent Brown, and our new buddy from Feeding Frenzy hanging out here in the studio. Tidelines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join Join us us next next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning morning outdoors. Outdoors.